Gil sighed. Assholes. Even in the big woods, he couldn't always escape them. Oh well, he wasn't too upset. He had played his fair share of pranks on fellow outdoorsmen in the not-so-distant past of his youth. No harm done, he thought as he continued on his way. He rounded a bend and could see the site about fifty yards away. Odd, he thought. Where were the tents? He should have been able to see them by now, especially the gaudy orange one he shared with his wife. It stuck out like a sore thumb in all but the deepest of woods. In the clearing where they had made camp, it was practically a beacon. Oh, shit. He was afraid this would happen. Bored and miserable, they had gone and packed everything up in the SUV. He wouldn't have put it past them. They were probably thinking that if they put up a united front, he'd have to cave in and drive them back to civilization. Well, they had another thing coming. As far as Gil Mercer was concerned, a deal was a deal. He had no tolerance for Welchers, especially in his own family. As he got closer, he noticed that things weren't as he had first assumed. The site wasn't stripped clean after all. Maybe he had caught them in the act. No, there was no movement. If they had been scurrying like ants to pack things up, he'd have seen them by now. It wasn't until Gil reached the edge of the camp that a bad feeling began to enter his gut. The bright orange tent was still there, after all. It had just been pounded into the dirt, flattened, actually, and was plainly missing a few large chunks. There was still just enough color left for it to be unmistakable. A moment passed while this sank in, and then Gil dropped his fishing gear and sprinted full speed into the campsite. Maria! Carl! He began shouting as he circled the center of the site. Here it became evident exactly how bad things were. The tents were destroyed, and the sleeping bags torn apart. Debris was spread across the entire area. It looked like a tornado had hit. Hell, it looked like someone had dropped a bomb on the place. Gil had never seen anything like it. He'd seen hungry bears attack campsites before. They'd make a hell of a mess, but nothing like this. The thought of bears brought another uncomfortable feeling to the pit of his stomach. Not wanting to, he forced himself to look more closely at the surrounding area. It didn't take him long. Gil was no tracker, but even he could see the rust-colored stains on the grass. It told a grim story. Even so, he refused to believe it. It had to be something else. The SUV. He was sure of it. He'd go there and find them waiting for him, then they'd all have a good laugh and drive off together. He held on to that thought like a drowning man. It was the only thing that was keeping him on his feet. He continued shouting for his wife and son as he raced to where the SUV had been parked, another fifty yards hence at the edge of the trail they had followed to this spot. Gil ran through a copse of trees and tripped over something hard sticking out of the dirt. He pulled himself to his knees and saw it was one of the doors of their Dodge Durango. He immediately felt like he had stepped out of reality and into one of the horror movies that he and Carl would occasionally stay up late to watch. In the eerie silence of the forest, it was almost unreal. The silence. Gil hadn't noticed it while he'd been shouting Marie and Carl's names, but now he did. The sounds of the woods had once again retreated into nothingness. For a few seconds, all he could hear was the beating of his own heart. Then he heard another of those grunts from earlier. Gil turned toward the sound. Less than twenty yards away, just outside of the tree line, stood a nightmare. 
It was nearly nine feet tall and at least twice as broad as him, all of it muscle, hairy muscle. It stared at him with red-rimmed eyes that bespoke of intelligence tinged with madness. Brown fur covered the creature from head to toe, with the exception of around its mouth. There, the fur was stained the same rust color as the grass in the campsite. The creature opened its mouth wide and let loose a roar that sounded as if it had escaped from the gates of hell itself. Gil's bladder emptied as the beast charged him. The next two minutes were both the longest and last of his life. Much of what came out of his throat, while he could still make noise, was little more than inarticulate screams. However, there was one thing that would have been obvious to any onlooker bold enough to have bared witness. During those few minutes, Gil Mercer loved camping a whole lot less than he usually did.